The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Diane Ray. Today, we're going to jump into the topic of angels. And what do you think about angels? Do you think they exist? A Gallup poll that was taken in 2016 shows that 72% of Americans believe in angels, and 79% believe in God or a universal spirit. So the belief is high. Have you ever seen an angel or had an encounter with one? Maybe you weren't sure. You thought it might be an angel. I'm still looking. I mean, I'm open. <laughs> I'm, I'm open to seeing if an angel is out there, if I can communicate with one. Um, here's another interesting angel tidbit here. In the UK, a third of Britons believe that they have a guardian angel, and one in 10 people say that they have had contact with one. So angels continue to fascinate us, and we're going to talk about angels today with someone who said she's able to communicate with them, as well as guides or loved ones who have crossed over. Rachel Corpus is an angel communicator and medium. She's based in Iowa, and she's had the ability to communicate like this since she was a child. And she's also the host of her own radio show on Voice America called You Are Divine. And I'd like to thank my connection out there at Unity in Des Moines for hooking me up with Rachel. So Rachel, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Um, Yay, we get to talk about angels. I love it. <laughs> I know. I'm excited about this. I, I love the topic. I love talking about angels. And I'd like to thank uh, Reverend Cynthia, who connected us. And I hope that she's listening here today, too. So she brought me to your attention and said, hey, we have this person in our midst here who is doing some great work, and she's talking with angels, and, and you should talk to her. So I wanted to find out about your gifts and how long you've been able to do this and how this all came about. When did you first become aware of angels? So I was aware of the great question. I've been aware of angels before I knew they were angels. So when I was a little child, one of my first memories is laying in my bed, crib actually, at my grandpa and grandma Walker's house and looking to my right and seeing light. And um, once I saw that, I was filled with what I can only describe as heavenly peace. And interesting, now when I do my work, my grandpa, Grandma Walker, who have since passed, they step forward and work in tandem with my angels because that's part of my origin story. I learned about my angels at their home for the first time. As I grew up, I realized, okay, not every other kid is seeing this light. And I went to church with my family. And um, what I would do 
sitting in the pews, when people were perhaps repeating prayers or singing hymns, I would talk in my mind to whoever's listening. And so Holy Spirit, Jesus, Mother Mary, my angels. And what was amazing is I would hear back. I would hear answers back. So I asked, who who are you? Why am I seeing this? And they said, my child, we are spirit. We are your very own guardian angels. And so that's how it began. There were certainly times in my life where I allowed it to hibernate because I didn't want to be the weird kid, which I kind of was anyway, but um, I let that go away a little bit so I could um, live kind of a normal upbringing. And then later on in my life, some uh, things happened that broke open my gifts again and required me to decide yes or no. Will I live into these gifts or will I not? I could see where that would be scary at first, where you're just having these experiences. And did you hear it as a voice in your head, not really an auditory voice in your ear? Was it more of a feeling like that? It, It depends. So some people who have a similar gift as mine will say that angels, spirit, and let's define angels for a second, that angels have never walked to the earth. So sometimes we'll go to a funeral celebration of life or a funeral and we'll see in the brochure or the program um, that grandma got her angel wings today. And that's a very, very loving way to say that they've crossed over or they've passed on. Angels, in truth, have never walked the earth. And so, first of all, know that. Um, When people with a similar gift as mine will talk about how they communicate Sometimes it's very specific. Sometimes they see angels. Sometimes they hear them outside of their mind. Sometimes they speak within the mind. Sometimes they give a knowing, which is just, I know this. I don't know how I know it, but I know it. Um, I have all of those things. So it, it often depends on the person that I'm helping, how they receive information. I will match that or my angels will match that. So sometimes it's a thought in my head. Um, sometimes it's outside. Sometimes I see them. Sometimes I feel them, and sometimes they communicate through songs or nature, or they'll send a feather or a penny, pennies from heaven, something like that. So it, it, it really depends, actually, and I feel so excited and blessed that I'm able to mingle how I communicate with them, however it serves the person in front of me. So do you think, depending on the person that you're talking to, that they'll manifest in ways that that person can most easily understand? I think so. Um, When I first began reading for people, I would take a moment to say, all right, what is the best way that I can hear you, see you, experience you so I can help this person? And now that um, I've been doing this for a while, I don't have to do that anymore. It just automatically comes. So for instance, when I'm connecting with your beautiful angels, I, I feel them. I feel them standing behind me, and I feel their love coming through me. And there's no, I don't know the reason for that. Um, I just know that it, it somehow will help me connect to your angels. And so I just say, yes, I, I accept any way you can communicate with me. I accept. And then also, depending on the person, and their their theological foundation or their belief system. I also have other 
holy beings come through. Often Mother Mary, uh, Jesus comes through for me all the time, which blows my mind because I still get starstruck when Jesus comes through because it's so cool. Um, And then, of course, we also have that layer of our loved ones who have passed who can come through and guide us as needed because they are part of heaven as well. That's so interesting. So I have to ask you, being in the area that you are, so you're in Iowa, which I would say is probably mostly conservative, Uh, you know, people, their beliefs. um, I mean, how is it accepted? Do you feel that you can openly just talk about, you know, angels and, and connecting with different spirit energies, you know, connecting with Jesus? I mean, how is that accepted in your area? Well, I think with really in any area, it's going to going to depend on if the person you're talking to is ready to hear the information. So, uh, you know, I, I I believe in my heart that I speak truth, and I am past the point in my life where I filter myself because I'm scared. That's done. I I've been called by God in my life to connect people to love through their angels, through their loved ones, whatever their ascended masters, whether that's Jesus, Buddha, um, Mother Mary. I've been called to do that. And so if I live freely and fully into that calling, there's no place for fear. And fear is not real. Love is real. And so, yes, there are certainly people everywhere who would have some skepticism or would say um, that that's not real. Uh, That's okay. That's just where they are. And so I tend to share the message how I'm guided. Sometimes it's just a little bit of a nugget of a message. Sometimes it's just my heart sending them love and honoring where they are in their journey because my faith tells me that when they're ready to hear the full message, they'll hear it from me or someone else. And I'm I'm just a tool. I'm just a channel. Um, I'm kind of a soldier, so I will just do what I'm told. And thankfully, I don't hold fear with that. So sometimes I'm not really aware of the amount of people who are um, open to this and who aren't because I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm going to say it. I don't care. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm going to live fully because that's my job. That's great. I mean, I could see where you might get some backlash or, you know, say you're at a neighborhood barbecue or something and people ask, well, what, what do you do, Rachel? And then, you know, the, the question comes up. I mean, would you feel comfortable enough to say, well, I, I work with people's angels and if you're interested, I'd be happy to tell you more you know, that kind of thing. Yes. I'm just curious how you how you handle that. So I I tend to say that I'm an angel communicator and I'm a psychic medium. It seems like when people hear the word psychic, sometimes that's a conversation stopper or a starter because when we hear the word psychic, psychic medium, a lot of things filter through our mind. Is it crystal ball? Is she working from the light or does she work from something darker? Because we've got, you know, lots of shows on television where there's kind of, I call them the ghosty shows, where they go into abandoned asylums and they kind of trigger right. the spirits that might be locked there. Um, we've got a lot of people who are pagan and that's not wrong. It's also not who I am. And so... 
I'm always open to explain, but I do listen to my angels because if I'm in a place where, um, if I'm in a place where my job, what I do will not be accepted, they'll tell me and they'll say, it's okay just to tell people that you work from home, you have your own business or you counsel people spiritually. Um, I'm most on guard when I'm with my children's friends or their families because it's easy for me to speak my truth and be full, fully into it, but my children are young, and I know what it's like to want to fit in. So when I'm with them, I tend to be a little more cautious. Right, you'd have to be careful. And I'm I'm a big yeah. fan of those ghosty shows, too. I mean, I, I like to me watch too. those, and, and I think they're fun. Me you know, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it seems like you're very strong in your faith, and I don't think that the two have to be exclusive. I mean, I think they can kind of mingle with each other where if you're if you're connecting with angels and that and that strengthens your faith and you know that that comes from a divine place and that is your connection to to source, right? That's your connection to God. So, you know, I've just read a lot where uh, people online will say, oh, you know, if you're talking to angel and it's not directly from Jesus or something like that, then it could be a demon and, you know, all this scary stuff. But it seems yeah. like there you don't have you don't have a a problem with that. Like it, it doesn't affect your faith that you're working in this realm. Like some people no, may have really a, a real issue with that. No, because I know that. The, the truth of love goes through Jesus and right to God. And I know when I talk to angels that they are God's hands and feet. They do not replace. When I work with Mother Mary, she always is very clear to say, Darling, I'm hearing your prayer. I'm going to help you the best way that I can and know that it's heard by, by source. It's heard by God. So it's important for people to hear that this angel work does not replace a relationship with Jesus or God. It enhances. And we're given angels because... Um, God does not need help. We need help. And so our angels are an extra layer of help to guide us and guard us. And so really nothing to get in the way there. And also, there are some times that I need to work in what I call the duality. If someone comes to me and they believe that they've got a negative entity attached to them or something is harming them at their house, they're worried about those things, I know that I'm fully protected in God's love, and I travel with my angels. And my husband, he always goes along. He's my partner when I do these things because he's got equally strong faith. We go together, and we will clear a home or um, advise someone on how they can, if I can't do it, who can help them to release a negative um, entity from them. And I know when I do that work that, um, we might hear more about because it's more entertaining. So we might, you know, watch movies or watch shows that might be a little more demonic or something. You know, that's part of our world. It's it's true, but we don't have to fear it because we're always in control and we're always surrounded by God's love. Always, it never stops. Well, that's an interesting thing I want to ask you about because I'm not really of the belief that, like, I, I find it hard to believe in a a devil with the pointy pitchfork and that kind of thing that seems yeah. just cartoonish to me, you know, where, but then yeah. I do think that there, there are, there, everything is, is good and bad, right? There's, 
good and evil, light and dark, they don't exist without the other. So I think there are lower energies or I hate to say evil, but things that aren't aren't good, that aren't aren't at the same level, vibrating at the same level. I mean, do you, you don't think that there's, do you think that there's a hell or anything like that? I, uh, I don't believe in hell. I believe in the truth of the seven layers of heaven. And the seventh layer is closest to source, closest to God, um, closest to our loving creator. And the first layer has always been identified to me as the learning layer. So, when a soul crosses over, and the soul will cross over when they're ready. Sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes they have some time where they are certainly not bound to earth, but they have some things that they need to work through first. Uh, when they do cross over, it's what I've been told and what I've seen is that they meet with special angels who are called gatekeeper angels. And those angels meet with people uh, who are crossing over with their angels, whoever's coming with them for their crossing over journey, uh, family that's already crossed over. A lot of times their creator will come through as well, often through a human form, Jesus, uh, for many, many people if they identify as Christian. And then they'll decide what layer of heaven, one through seven, is going to best fit the learning and recovery and healing that your soul needs to experience right now after your crossing. It seems like the first level of heaven is the one that we might um, see paintings or drawings or read scripture about that's named hell, but I have not experienced from anyone, regardless of their life choices, that there's any fire or brimstone. Sorry to crack open any theological beliefs that people are holding on to. (laughs) Those are yours. You keep them, babies. But what I've been shown is that it is a place of love and learning. Now, people are held accountable for their choices. Absolutely. They don't get washed away once once they've crossed over. But it is a level of learning. And then what I suppose is when that learning phase has completed – they're free to go to a different level of of heaven. And also, uh, that first level of heaven, what I was just shown in the last couple of days, is that if someone crosses over who has caused significant harm to other souls, they may not coexist or visit the earth plane until they're through that learning phase. It's fascinating. And they will say, Rachel, I did this, and yet, I'm not being punished. I'm experiencing love, and I'm so surprised by that. And when I work to help spirit cross over who might be stuck, that's the first thing I tell them. Heaven is for you because you were created in love, and you're made of love. In spite of whatever you did, have no fear. Cross over. It'll be all right. Fascinating, isn't it? It really is. It's so fascinating, and it is the last big mystery, right? It's the great unknown that nobody really knows until you're there or experience it, right? I mean, people have shared NDEs or near-death experiences, but really I think that is individual. I mean, it's it's for everybody's individual experience, you know, what's going to happen. But I do think that we'd never... Uh, make that transition alone. I I believe that as well. You know, either whether it's an angel or a lot of times people see 
other family members who have already passed at that time when you're ready to cross over, I do think that we never have to do that transition alone that they're waiting for us, which is comforting you're for correct. me, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to think that that's, uh, that's the case. So um, you know, as the show goes on, we're going to take a break in, in a, a few minutes and we've got some calls lined up. So when you talk with people, I mean, you had mentioned that you do share messages from Jesus or sometimes from people's family members. So when we go to some calls, how, how will that work? Or, or how do you want well, that to how do you, to work with that with people when we bring them on? Well, when when you come on, I encourage you to have some clarity. What's something that you want to ask? Because if you're not clear, it's like going to the grocery store hungry. We're going to get so much, we won't know what to do with it. So as you think through talking with me in this time, uh, think about something specific that you want to ask me. And darlings, don't try to trick me. If you have something in your pocket and you think, if she knows this, she's legit, I'm not going to be able to read for you because I don't play games very well. So be clear and be authentic and we'll be good to go. Oh, that sounds good. Well, well, we'll take some calls in a minute. So, but first, I wanted to ask you real quick about guardian angels. So, is that a thing? Is is there? Do we all have guardian angels? We do. If you have a soul, and that's everybody, you have guardian angels. Guardian angels are gifted to you when your soul is created. So, if you're of the belief system that you have this life and it's just this life, wonderful. You are given your guardian angels when your your soul was created. If you're of the belief system that you've had past lives and your soul has lived in other times and places and other bodies, your angels were gifted to you uh, at the time your soul was created. And so we have at least two, and um, they are just for you. They, Your own guardian angels, you don't share them with anybody else. Then we have a layer of archangels who will come to us because they have specific jobs. Archangel Raphael is our healer. Michael is our protector. Uriel helps us with wisdom and communication. So we have our own guardian angels. We have God's legions of angels. So sometimes if something's really hard in our life, we've got so many angels behind us helping, and we've got our archangels. And so if I want to contact my guardian angel, I would just get quiet and just ask, right? I mean, we just have to really ask for help. Yeah, you do. You have to ask for help because we're created with free will. And so our angels must respect that universal law. They respect our free will so they can love us every day, every second. They can guide us gently. They can guard us gently, but they cannot be fully active in our lives unless they're given permission. So you can say it one time for your whole life. You say, angels, I welcome you into my life. Please, you can't get the words wrong. I welcome you in. Do what you can. Be part of my posse, however you want to say it. And then they move from observers of your life into participants. So yes, you have to ask them to be present. And then once you say something to your angels, maybe ask a question, sit with that question for a few days, walk around with it, look for signs, look for the small miracles they're sending you. Did they send you a feather? Did somebody call you that you haven't heard from in a long time? Um, they will work in ways that are 
very specific and also feel very mystical and magical and miracle-filled. So you've, you've got to meet them halfway and kind of speak their angel language, which is uh, so it's technicolor and, and beautiful and feels a lot different than our human ego energy. Usually when I ask, I don't, I haven't been able to connect to one certain angel, but I've just asked in general, you know, uh, help me. And, and usually, you know, nine times out of 10, I think I've been able to feel that help or that support. You know, it'll be, oh, help me finish this project. You know, can I get this done? And I'll feel that extra little boost of help. And also I've found that if you ask for signs and say, just give me a sign and then you're open to it then things will show up. I remember one time I asked for a sign. I was going through something at, at work and I was really upset. This was a couple of years ago. And I said, just show me a sign. And I was stuck in traffic out here in Southern California, which is a lot of the time you're stuck in traffic. And a car all of a sudden kind of got in front of me in the lane and the bumper sticker said, be not afraid. And I looked at the bumper mm -hmm. sticker and it kind of, kind of registered and then the car just took off. Like it cut over in the lane and then took off. And that could, you could explain that away and say, well, that bumper sticker was just there. But I, I interpreted that as a sign. That was a sign for Good. me that, okay, you yeah. know, it's going to work out. And so I think if you're open to it, they can show up in a lot of ways, whether it's a bumper sticker or something else. <laughs> it could be anything. Yeah. But I think you're the right. more you're open, right, then you'll get those signs. Yeah, you're right. And and the wonderful thing you did in that circumstance was you didn't dismiss it. And once you say, yes, I hear you, angels, thank you for that, well, it opens your soul up for more communication. So they're going to start sometimes with something pretty darn obvious, um, like that license plate. And then once you say yes to it, they say, all right, she's ready. What are we going to do next? Right. And then I wait, <laughs> wait and see what happens. Yeah. And also, I think, yeah. um, you know, some people might like to work with cards. And sometimes I'll pull like an affirmation card, or I have different um, card decks that I like to use. I mean, do you ever use uh, decks like that? Yeah, maybe not actually, specifically tarot or Mm -hmm. I have. I love to use oracle cards, angel oracle cards, and I pulled a deck today thinking that it would be a beautiful way for someone to contact their angels through pulling a card. So it's another tool for communication. And so, yeah, I, I love to pull cards for myself um, and for other people. So I have some of those ready as well. Oh, great. Well, we're just going to take a break in a few seconds. We've got a couple of callers here. So just hang on callers. And when we go into the next segment, we will have Rachel answer some questions. And this will be exciting. And who knows uh, who you may be able to share some messages today? Who knows who you'll be Can't able wait. to help? So uh, stay with us. And also, if you'd like to join the show, 816-251-3555 is the number to get in touch. I'm talking with Rachel Corpus on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, 
we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Wisdom Moment with Eric Butterworth. So we're always into this thing called time. It's very hard to free ourselves from the pressure and the limitations and the boundary lines which time sets down. So that in partial experience, in human consciousness, we have what we call deadlines, which are an abomination in human experience. But in the whole of things, we have only alive lines. We live in eternity, and time is always now. In the eternal of you, there is a completed whole, there's a finished kingdom, and all that you do and seek to do is always complete in infinite mind. And as we say, it can be done in a twinkling of a second, or it can be done in hours, it can be done in days, or we can stew and fret about it all of our lives. In God, it is now done. To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net. Discover the path to wealth with Mae McCarthy, May 17th to 19th at the Art of Living Retreat Center in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. Mae will share her seven-step daily practice to achieve goals in every area of your life, including your finances, career, and relationships. A best-selling author, angel investor, and entrepreneur, Mae has been building highly successful businesses for over 35 years. You can achieve your dreams. Go to artoflivingretreatcenter.org to find out more. Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer, or call 816-969-2000. Is life getting you down? Don't worry, choose happy. Join Dr. Marissa Pay every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central and get ready to shift your outlook. Dr. Marissa is an organizational psychologist and life balance coach who will help you to process the tough stuff. Get real-life strategies you can use today to experience more hope and happiness. Call in and join the live show or listen later on demand only on unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. Thanks for coming back after the break. I'm Diane Ray, and I'm talking today to Rachel Corpus, and she's an angel communicator, a psychic medium, and a spiritual teacher based in Iowa. You can find her at rachelcorpus, C-O-R-P-U-S dot com, and she does do personal readings and giving information to people. So if you'd like to reach her through her website and get in touch. And we've just been having a a great conversation here about her work and the work she does with angels. So I wanted you guys to hear what she does live and in person here on the show. So we do a couple of calls. We're going to grab a call here and let Rachel do her thing. So I'm going to go to, let's see, let's go to Mavis. 
on line one. And Mavis is in your neck of the woods, Rachel. She's calling from Des Moines. Mavis, welcome to the show. Hi. Can you hear me? I sure Hi, can. Megan. How are you? How are you, my love? I am doing wonderful. I saw you were going to be online, and I thought, how fun. I would oh, love you're so dear. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, Mavis, how can I help you uh, connect with your angels, or what do you need today to make your heart sing? Well, you know, Rachel, I've been working on this journey to finish up my own personal ordination. And through mm-hmm. that, I'm encountering some resistance. And I feel I'm always connected and getting those signs. But a friend of mine told me once, ask for your counsel. So I want to ask you if there are more than, can you actually move into a council of angels? Have you done that? In what form have you uh, been able to experience or guide people to having that experience on a, a council? Yes. Okay, this is a beautiful question. So, um, let Mavis, you and I have something in common. So my angels are asking me, to share this with you because it's going to really help you. So when I talk about my angels, I want to tell you that a couple of years ago, I was really pushing them to tell me, I could tell other people what their angel names were, the names of their angels, and I really wanted to know for myself. I kept asking and asking, and I, I wasn't hearing anything back. And finally, they woke me up from sleep and they said, stop asking, we are the collective We are all angels, your guardian angels. We are God's legions of angels. We are the archangels, and we step forward for your special work so that we can help you, and they they will step forward and interchange according to what's needed. Your work functions much, uh, your work helps. They're calling themselves your angel team, your coworkers. Oh, my. They call themselves your coworkers. They function the same way. And so when you're, when you're finding resistance, uh, first of all, they want you to hear that it's part of your discernment. When you, feel re- when you experience resistance from other people, they'd like you, the next time you have a quiet moment, they'd like you to answer that message because it is a message for you. And it is what is reflected in me that needs to be shed away so I can do this work. And you can be confident that you can call your angels the collective, as I call mine. You can come up with your own name. I love how they called themselves your coworkers because they're saying that you are in a human body doing angel work. You are empowering people and lifting people and helping them recognize that they're made of love. That's hard work but you're doing it. So experience the resistance you feel as a message. It's, it's an email. It's a text from your <laughs> heavenly team. <laughs> okay? That's what it is. Yeah. And then, um, you know, every time you, you feel that little bit of resistance, uh, you know, you have data that's stored in your soul from all experiences. That data should be in a compartment that says, all right, discernment. I'm going to log that in discernment, and I'm going to allow it to grow strength in me. I hope that helps you, Mavis. God bless you. Yeah, that's you. wonderful. 
I've actually heard the word discernment many times, just recently, people saying it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that, Rachel. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. What a positive message. And Mavis, I just had a quick question. You said you were on a, a spiritual path to be ordained. Is that what you're looking to do? Were you, were you looking for indeed. ordination? I'm almost there. So um, there's always these, as Rachel said, these reflections back, and they show up in strange ways. And sometimes <laughs> I don't know if I need to um, just be still and receive it or if there's something of a higher level response I can receive myself or even walk away from it. You know, I think the third one, you don't, don't walk away. I'm not telling you to walk away from your ordination. I'm telling you that what they're saying is sometimes when you experience resistance, the message sometimes is for you to go find space and think because they're telling me that you help so many other people that at the end of the day, you don't always have time to, be your own spiritual guide or to do the work that you need to complete this. Um, You being ordained is going to happen and it's going to be beautiful. It is not a destination. It's a beginning point for you. And so hear that from them because they want you to finish very much because it's going to add so much to your self-confidence. It's going to, I know this isn't the reason why you're doing it, but it is going to bring abundance, monetary abundance for you. And the amount of people that you're going to be able to help is going to come back to you, they say, tenfold. So keep at it. Keep at it. Um, Make sure that you have time to work on you. And if that means... Um, you know, delegating or sharing your your spiritual work with other people, saying that I'm I'm full right now, but I know someone that can help you. Um, making sure that you rest and that you eat food that makes you smile and also is good for your body. Listen to all of those things because your angels are saying, "Okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this," and they are lifting you up as number one. They want you to finish this. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Rachel. You're a beautiful soul. Uh, I feel the same. And thanks for calling, Mavis. Thank you. That's so great. And Mavis answered the call. I love that, you know. (laughs) And they gave her such a positive message. It is. I would think it's very difficult. It is. It's hard to answer a call, and that's one of the reasons why we have angels, because when we answer God's call in our life, it is not always rainbows and puppy dogs and unicorns. It is hard work, and our angels can be our guides and our guardians and our co-workers, like they said for Mavis, to help us do God's work. And so it's really important that we can grow in relationship with our angels just as we grow in relationship with spirit. Well, let's get this other call here and go to Jennifer and see what message that you have for her. And Jennifer, welcome to the show. You're on with Rachel today. Hey. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for holding. Oh, it's been a day. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Let me just take a minute with you, Jennifer, and just surround you in love. You are not in the room with me, but I can feel your beautiful spirit, and I can feel lots of love from heaven that's being extended to you today. You are safe, and you are complete, and you are loved. 
And Jennifer, my darling, how can your angels help you or who are you hoping to communicate with today? Uh, my my mother. I wondered. I wondered if it was mom. And let's just do a little validating, Jennifer, and this is for me because I want to make sure that I am on the right track here. I'm having a little trouble getting a breath, so I wonder if you feel comfortable sharing your mom's passing story with me. How did what did she die from, honey? Okay. So I remember it's it gonna very be well. Okay. I was okay. just woken up by a knock on my door, there's nobody there, and then I literally I heard a chime noise and then my phone started ringing and it was my sister's husband calling me to tell me the news, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So who was with mom when she passed? Um, he was alone, I guess. Well, she had a my stepfather. Yeah, okay. But in the room, I see that she was alone. And so can you validate that for me? Was mom by herself when she passed? More than likely. Okay. And what's mom's name, Jennifer? What's mom's name? Sherry. Okay. Now, I want you to know, Jennifer, that um, even though I'm connecting with your mom, your mom is standing to your right, and she touches the back of your hair. I wonder if you just had your hair, something different maybe with your hair? Um, Oh. Just get a haircut? Oh, I dyed my hair pink and... Oh. She always has that pink hair. Okay, yep. She wanted me to notice your hair. She loves it. It's beautiful. And she says that it is an extension of your personality and how brave and wonderful it is. Um, please hear that your mom, your mom, before she passed, um, this is going to be weird and wonderful, so stay with me. Uh, We have a few times in our life when we talk to our angels, whether that's in deep sleep or it is in um, a surgical procedure when we're really under, we have a chance to talk to our angels just as easily as I'm talking to you right now. And our angels will ask us how we're doing. They will often remind us of the learning that we chose for this lifetime. And they'll ask us some questions that they need to know. For instance, are you ready to go? Um, When you are ready to go, what do you want that to look like? And the question that I want to pick up on with your mom is she's saying that when she talked to her angels, which she did not remember, she was reminded of after she crossed over, she chose to um, she chose to have her last breath in privacy. And that is because she did not want people to remember something that might be scary because sometimes when we uh, take our last breath, there are sounds that we make. Our body can do something um, strange. And when our spirit leaves our body, our bodies look different. I think we can all think of going to a funeral and, and remembering that, wow, that I recognize that body, but there's no spirit in there. And that can be very jarring to see that Um, with a loved one at the moment of passing. Know that your mom chose privacy for her passing. It was her choice because she wants you to remember her as a healthy person, as a vibrant person, and she she didn't want to block in the way of you continuing to grow in relationship. 
Your mom still comes through to you. She is not away from you. She is in the heaven plane. She's crossed over, and part of her heaven is to be with you whenever you need her, okay? Okay. Is this the anniversary of her passing? Okay, now... Are you kind of, like, making it sound like it was suicide? Oh, heavens no. No, not at all. She chose to pass with no one in the room. Okay? Do you have a question in your heart on if it was suicide? Well, not really. She had health issues. No, it was not a suicide. No, no. You You can take that off your shoulders. No, your mom was ready to go. She was tired of hurting. She was tired mm-hmm. past her bones. Um, but that's that's not what happened, honey. That's not what happened. And, um, yes, and your angels say that your, mm-hmm, that your, I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak with strength here, and I'm going to be very gentle, and I'm going to speak around it a little bit. Um, We all have a relationship with suicide, and there's part of this story that has triggered possibly you or other people in your family. Um, Please know that uh, when those thoughts bubble up, that it's good to talk to mom about it. Just like you'd give her a call, you can still talk to her, okay? She's still your mom. She can still be your parent. Okay, and I hope that message reaches you with love and, and understanding, okay? okay. Um, she wants to reframe her passing. Um, it's not her death day, it's her new birthday. And she says that with a big smile on her face, and maybe that will help you as well. So when this anniversary comes, I know how hard it is for you. Actually, I don't know. I'm feeling your, I'm feeling what you feel. I don't want to project myself into your experience because that is just yours. But I do want you to hear that your mom encourages you to reframe that as a celebration. It's the day that she was without pain. Physical and emotional pain went away, and she was able to be with her family that had crossed over before her and to feel the sunshine and the easiness and rest of the heavenly dimension. Okay, darling? And thanks so much, Jennifer, for joining the show. I appreciate her sharing her story. I know sometimes that can be tough to talk about. And what I thought was was interesting when I was listening to you talk to Jennifer, and I, I related to what she was saying, where I was with my mother at the time that she passed. And it actually happened when I left the room because she was having a difficult time breathing and had just brought oxygen. And I asked her, I said, do you want me to get that? Because we hadn't even hooked up the oxygen yet. She, she was still in hospice and um, it was luckily it wasn't a long hospice stay, you know, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. But in that period when I walked out of the room and then came back was when it actually happened. And I think you're right that at that moment, you know, people don't want to be left with, that memory of us leaving our physical body, which can be not the most pleasant thing to witness, you know, I mean, watching the downfall of a loved one, you know, if they're dealing with a, with a chronic illness, like in my case, it was colon cancer. I mean, that's unpleasant enough. Mm -hmm. And then at that moment, Mm -hmm. I think that's when she chose, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this now. So that's, I think it's interesting that you have, that you can have that cognizant choice, I guess, at that moment as you're going through that process, that you can yes, choose that. Yes, and that's, 
Yes, and that's another example of how our angels help us because when we have that conversation with them, we're under. We're either in our deepest sleep or we're under anesthesia. We don't wake up and remember that conversation. And so when we are close to passing, they remind us. And then your angels are the ones that got you out of the room. So angels all around to help whatever happens is going to be for highest good, um, even when it's when it's difficult and it's hard. It's it's for our learning, and we're always surrounded in love, always. You know what I've noticed in people asking questions about life after death or if there is such a thing, and I've talked to a lot of different mediums over the years and people with psychic ability, and I noticed that the questions they get asked a lot of time, a lot of the time is, is my loved one okay? Are they there? People are very worried about what lies on the other side, which of course we don't, you know, we don't know. <laughs> so we're, we're afraid That's of it because right. we, I think we always fear what we don't know, but what would you tell people? What would be the message you'd like to give them about that? I would love for people to understand that um, our time on earth is like the blink of an eye and it is, it's a gift for us. To learn and that learning is is difficult it, it hurt a lot of it hurts it's very dense we experience things that do not exist in heaven like um, poverty um, murder uh, jealousy um, hunger and so when our loved ones die we still wonder through that filter we wonder okay is their existence like it was on earth. Are they okay? Are are they still feeling pain? In truth, um, once we take our last breath, and and in some cases even before, sometimes the soul can step out of the body before, it's as simple as we don't need this coat that we're wearing. We don't need this body anymore. And so the release from our body alone allows us ease, uh, peace, joy and then the crossing over into heaven and whatever heaven means to to the person that is thinking about it whether it's streets of gold and beautiful white pillars or it's a cabin in the woods with fishing every day whatever heaven means to them um that's that's what people should lean into because that is true uh when people cross over they have a chance, what I've been told, is they have a chance to carve that, create that out with their creator. Um, And so, yes, once someone has crossed over, they are absolutely okay. And if they've decided not to cross over immediately, um, I've very rarely, very rarely come across a soul who is hurting because they didn't cross over. They're, it's part of their learning to stay, and um, sometimes we call it unfinished business. It's usually witnessing something that they have had a part in, or they're staying to make sure that the house they built gets sold to a nice young family, or there are many reasons that um, spirit will stay. People should really, really lean into the universal heavenly truth that once we take last breath, we 
we are not floating somewhere. We are taken care of. And our angels do not leave us once we leave our body. That's truly when um, we get to experience them in a very tangible way where we can hold their hand. Um, we can feel their hair. We can talk in a regular conversation. Yeah, but the un the unknown can really be tricky. It can it can really be tricky, and that is often matched by us grieving, which has an energy of doubt and sadness. So, it's a very good question, and um, I work with people a lot to help them figure that out. And we go right to the source. We ask their loved one, "How are you doing? What are you doing? Um, what's it like for you?" And um, if that's something that you need, I, I encourage you to get a hold of uh, a communicator that you trust. You can certainly get a hold of me, rachelcorpus.com. And if you're in the area, I'd love to meet you in person. You can also um, book a session over the phone, Zoom, or Skype, and I can help you with that. And you work with a lot of people in developing their own gifts, like like you were just saying, the ability to have those conversations. And I feel mm -hmm. that we all have that ability. It's just something that a lot of us disregard or ignore. And then there's obviously people like you that are at a higher level of that ability, that you're able to have that direct communication. But we all are able to develop our intuitive sides and our intuitive selves, right? I mean, wouldn't you encourage people to look into that and not disregard those those signs and feelings and messages? Yes, I, I do encourage people to view themselves as intuitive beings. We are divine spirits having, divine souls having a human experience. It's not the other way around. We are created by a loving source, and that wisdom and that love burns brightly in us. And because that is true, we all have our own intuitive ability, and it comes out in many different ways. Some people are intuitive because they're master chefs, and they know that that soup needs more salt. That's intuitive. They just know it. Some people are gifted parents where they can, um, or teachers, where they know that, okay, my this child in front of me is about to have a meltdown, so what do I do? That's their intuitive process. Some people have the intuitive ability to uh, work in the divine realm, to contact spirit. Um, truly, if I, could, if I could label this work, it is defining and discovering what your soul purpose is because we cannot do that separate from discovering our intuitive gifts. Uh, one tool that the angels uh, use is helping people discover what three divine gifts or main traits they were given when their souls were created. And these gifts are mirrored in the Bible story when Jesus was born and the Magi brought the frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Now those were gifts that Mary could hold in her hands. But one of the reasons we have that story is so that we can realize that when we are born, our souls are born, we're also given three divine gifts. And once those are revealed, it becomes a lot easier for us to realize, okay, I'm, I'm this type of soul, and so I can look into or work on developing this intuitive part of me. And I know that's kind of hard to get our minds around, but um, that's another piece of my, my call on my life, is to help people figure out or remember 
who they are so they can determine their intuitive gifts. Uh, so, and why is that? So they can give love to the universe. They can give love to the people around them and evolve as a soul. Right. And we all have specific gifts and abilities and talents. And I've talked to friends where they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm not good at anything. I don't know what my talent is. But, you know, digging a little bit deeper, you'll find your soul purpose. And we all definitely have one. And it's been so fun, uh, so great, and a lot of fun to talk with you today. And we have just about two minutes. And I was wondering if you could share a quick message with us from Spirit, if there's anything that you could share with us today. Yes, absolutely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to center myself and put my body out of the way. And I'm just going to let the angels speak through me, okay? So I invite all of you listening to just be cozy in your chair. If you're driving, be present, be safe. Maybe replay this later and hear this message. But I welcome you to hear something from heaven. Here we go. Beloved children of the universe, know that you are loved. And know that we know what you're experiencing. We feel your pain. We feel your joy. You are meant for great things. When you find yourself in the muck and the mire, ask yourself why. What are you learning? And then declare that you are ready for more because the universe will say yes to you. Be gentle and be kind. And remember you're loved. You're made of God. You're made of source. And so it is. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Rachel. Rachel Corpus, my guest on the show today. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.